listening to the Big Daddy's podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is Matt. And my name is Mike. And together we form the improv comedy team known as... The Big Daddies. The Big Daddies, where two uh, slightly above average BMI individuals talk about life and things. Yes, life and things in that order, and we're very happy to be here. Yeah, very happy. We have we have a surprise guest. Well, not really a surprise to us, but a surprise to you. Listeners, <laughs> yeah, we knew he was coming on. We yeah. had to plan it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, joining us today on the pod is Javier Gilmore, joining us via Zoom from Phoenix, Arizona. Hello, Javier. Hey, greetings from wet Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. it's damp down here in Tucson too. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So uh, Matt and I know you through the improv community in Arizona, and we've known each- we've known you for uh, quite a number of years. That's and true. we were chit-chatting before we started recording, and you have you have four girls, is that right? Yeah, four daughters, uh, ranging in ages from uh, just turn 30 to getting ready to turn 12. So um, I was married previously for a little short span of time, and, um, <laughs> uh, and but I had two beautiful daughters as a result, uh, yeah. and then uh, and then got remarried. And started uh, part two. Part two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Generation, I don't know, Z now? Is it X? I don't even know anymore. Know. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I have actually uh, my uh, second, my, Lily, uh, she's my uh, soon-to-be 18-year-old. Uh-huh. She's uh, Zoomer. She's Generation Z. Z my right. two older ones, Millennials, for sure. Millennial, right. And then my youngest, I think, actually is maybe post zoomer even maybe i don't know i don't know where that officially ends so yeah yeah gotcha well thanks for joining us on the pod yeah of course thanks thanks for having me yeah 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 for sure so uh over the course uh so you've it's been long enough that we haven't seen you you don't know what we do as far as our show goes but we always ask the same question at the beginning of the show and we found it's a fun way to get started with things is to ask our guests the same question. And the question to is put, this to put me on the spot. It's a fun way to start mm-hmm. your yeah. show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just to make sure you stumble okay. a little bit, make us look good. Awesome. Great. <laughs> uh, so the question is what is the best or the worst or the most memorable piece of advice that your father or father figure or father figures in your life ever gave you? Mm, mm, oh boy mm-hmm. wow uh <laughs> okay so um all right well then let's just get into it yeah. i don't think everybody necessarily grows up with great uh parental input yeah and 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 for me um uh, in terms of getting like solid um kind of like parenting advice um uh, that 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 probably wasn't there. I got a I got some like old school. I got a lot of old school, um, you know, real kind of like patriarchal misogynist kind of like advice. You know, like so you got you got a lot of bad advice, perhaps. A lot of bad advice was uh-huh. given to me in terms of like how to handle yourself as a man and a father. 
to, you know, and, um, and so I kind of rejected a lot of that. And I think maybe had to kind of find uh, your, kind of your own style out there. And, and um, so, um, but still there are people out there, right. Who, uh, who, who have inspired me. Uh, sure. You know, I just can't think of any right now. <laughs> Can I, can I come back to this? You want to come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, could... I'll, I'll come up with something. But right now, no <laughs> father figure uh, other than yeah, bad stuff is coming uh... to my head, and I don't want to say that stuff. Ah, uh, fair enough. You don't want to speak it into existence or something, right? Exactly. Yeah, I don't blame you. And you Thanks. know, I think uh, Matt and I have found out that there are some father figures out there who were old school. Not only old school, but like old school bad. Like they were bad. Even in the old school, like old school is bad enough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but yeah. like when you're bad and old school, like just yeah. stop talking. Yeah. Like don't, don't, <laughs> if you're, if you're in your seventies, don't give parenting advice to anybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so true. I, uh, yeah, I for sure got advice from both my grandfathers that was, highly inappropriate and <laughs> unwarranted and not good so yeah uh, my dad was honestly more just the type who was <clears throat> and this is probably true for a lot of us who, who grew up in our generation just uh -huh. more just distant just yeah. not really with dispensing a lot of relationship kind of advice or intimacy sort of advice sure um at all and the, and the parenting was um was done more out of uh, a sense of uh well this is kind of what is owed to, well, this is what i this is what we got to do as, as parents like roof you know roof food, food education clothing right education you know no frills no muss uh this is yeah this is what it's about yeah i get you man i get you uh and good for you for uh realizing rejecting some of the things that come down from that because it's hard often to break the cycle yeah it can be challenging for sure uh yeah. for a lot of different ways but yeah it's, you know what man when you have kids uh, i think there's something that we can all agree on too you feel like you owe them better than what you received mm -hmm. in a lot of ways whether that was what even if you had a great uh you know child childhood with your parents you still probably feel like there's ways i could do this better and and i want my kids to have the best so for me that's uh, that's kind of what's driven me a lot to Oh, yeah. To try to self-improve. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, that kind of is a good segue into the next question that we've asked each other is, uh, what is uh, a teaching or quality that you you hope your kids take from you, like pick up from you, and mm -hmm. or what is something you hope they leave behind? Oh, gosh. Um, well, and, and I really say this uh, in all honesty, I truly hope that my daughter's take from me my socio-political views because I fundamentally believe that the future forward for our country and for our world is socialist and eventually communist. And so <laughs> I think my daughters, if they had those views, would continue to grow and, uh, and be able to dream and work and bring into fruition such a benevolent caring society and so that's what i hope they 
charge forward with. I yeah. don't know if they will, but I certainly talk about it enough <laughs> with all of them. And uh, and so we'll you know we'll see. But yeah, that's well, what I think would I'd love to see happen because yeah. I think built within those political and and, and economic viewpoints is about caring for your fellow man mm -hmm. it's about the obligation we have to each other as as an us as a society as a, right. as a community right and these are also principles that i have gained and heightened through improv as well so yeah right yeah the idea of of community the idea of I'm going to support you. I'm going to support your idea and ideas. And together we can build something that neither one of us could have a hope of building on our own. I think the days of competition being the only tool to get us forward as a people mm -hmm. are over. I agree. That we are beginning to recognize the value of cooperation and collaboration. I hope so. You know? I hope so. <laughs> So randomness. Okay. As I'm as as I'm uh, uh, listening, and uh, we're talking. Um, so I just I have to ask both of you guys. So this morning I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work, and uh, a at four o'clock in the morning no one looks good. Period. No. Sure. And so I'm getting ready for work, and I look in the mirror, and I, I'm starting to get like a gray patch. Like it's a patch. It's not just like one or two here. It's right. like a patch. Right, gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. uh and so I was like, Well, hello there, middle age. How uh, it's here. Yeah. I yeah. have arrived. Yeah. You have arrived. And so um and then and like I, I think I mentioned it last week, I, I, I call it the the second adolescence. Sure. It's my second adolescence because uh -huh. my body is going through changes. <laughs> I don't quite understand them. Yeah. Right. And uh so I'm wondering what was like what was the point that the that instance for you guys where it was just like all right i'm 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 a middle aged guy now yeah i'm I am no longer a young guy <laughs> I'm having more and more of them because I'm like realizing more and more how incredibly old i'm I'm becoming right yeah and so this morning was one of them ah what do you guys think uh, yeah, you... th there's a lot of those yeah i yeah. I think my 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 prostate has basically <laughs> told me I, that i am captain now it's like yeah. i have that captain phillips moment and so i because i pee a lot at night y'all and it sucks <laughs> but there it is that's middle age that's getting older as a dude so you know. well javier i am right there with you my friend <laughs> speaking of which i need to take a break <laughs> right yeah yeah, there are definitely, well, there's, you know, I think there's a couple different things. There are certainly the physical things, like, um, uh, this is one of many. Uh, I have a water dispenser in the kitchen, and we had mm. the five-gallon uh, mm -hmm. waters. That's not, they're not light, but they're not, like, uber heavy. But the last right. couple of times I've wanted to change them, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. No. Yeah. This is not as easy as it used to be. You know, there's a lot more noise connected with any activity I do now. Anything. You're like, oh, no, I need to tie my shoe. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> For me, too, though, is uh, the, the, the besides the physical, um, which are funny and, and, and sad and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is... Uh, emotionally and spiritually, 
that for mm-hmm. me, I just after a while I realized I just wasn't taking things as seriously. The, the, the things I used to take seriously, I just realized that not to be taken seriously. There's nothing inherently whatever about this. There's a lot for me. There's been a lot more peace, I guess. Like uh, yeah, as an, as an example, when I finally when I found the job that I currently have, which is working in the gaming industry, kind of fits me, and I have developed. And I had to develop it because it was not something I was born with or, you know, or something I was taught against was I, I work to live. Now, I don't live to work anymore. And I used to live to work. I'd have two jobs. Uh, at one point, I've had three jobs. And, you know, thinking with the mindset, I got to get ahead. I got to get ahead. I got to get ahead. And, and somewhere along the line, I was like, do I, though? <laughs> <laughs> and what does that yeah. look like? And oddly enough, the second I went down to the one job at the casino, which I actually like, mm-hmm. don't love it, but I like it. it it's just like I, I started making more money and I didn't have to worry as much. And I stopped putting all that effort, the mental energy into thinking, I've got to do this, i got to do that. That was that was actually one thing that my dad uh, instilled in, in, in me from a young age. It was like, work sucks. Like it doesn't matter what jo- you can have a job that you 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 really love, but it's still a job. It's yeah. still work. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you you can think of a thousand different things that you would rather yeah. do than go to work, even if you love your job. Yeah. So pick something that doesn't suck so bad. Yeah, yeah. Pick something that that's, uh, <laughs> that you can. That's enjoyable. Yeah, it's enjoyable. At least enjoyable. And that's that's one thing sure. I finally found. That's. You know, that's something I will say for the men in my life, my grandfathers and then my dad, they were all of them hardworking. Like they all worked 20 plus years at their professions and were like sure. committed to it. And uh, and so, you know, that is an example of how to, um, I tell my daughters now that think of, you know, work, okay, yeah, work does suck when you're kind of selling your time to somebody else in a way. Mm-hmm. But when you can do it in support of something that's in your heart and you're trying to create, work then becomes more like my bandwidth for bringing my love into this world, you know? Yeah. And so when you think of it like, can you build up this bandwidth? Can you find a way within yourself to like have a higher bandwidth for the stuff you love so you can work harder to to bring, to, you know, download the stuff that we have in our, in our minds and our hearts yeah. as artists, you know, yeah. as human beings. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, two, uh, two lighter questions. Uh, what is something silly that gets you angry? Uh, <laughs> something that spins you up. And I'll give you an example. Oh. For me, it's if a uh, uh, for me if there's two things. If I go to a, a grocery store and there's only self checkout open, it makes me very angry. And if okay. and if um, if a machine takes even one dime of my money without giving me the product I'm paying for, it makes me very angry. So that's what I'm asking. Okay. That kind of a thing. All right. <laughs> um, I get uh, mad when my wife farts and I'm a big <laughs> hypocrite because I fart all the time, but it does make me mad. And she loves to fart. You know? My wife, she's a, she's a great fart. <laughs> she's champion. And, huh? Yeah, and she cackles away when she blasts one, and I get really, I get mad because I, I don't like the smell of other people's farts. I have this sensory thing, and it really bugs me. It does trip me out, and uh, and I recognize my 
complete hypocrisy in this. Yeah, I do. I, I, I own it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's the best answer I think we've had on that. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a, good, that's a pretty yeah. good one. <laughs> uh, uh, what's a guilty pleasure? Ooh. Gosh, do you have to feel guilty? Uh, That's a fair question, though. Yeah, why do you feel guilty about pleasures? Right. Why? Let's talk about that. Why is pleasure guilty? Uh, What's a guilty pleasure of mine? That uh, okay, um, video games. Right now, okay. um, I'll tell you this. I had a very like in-depth relationship with video games for much of my time growing up, up until honestly, I hit about my. I don't know, early 40s. And then something, we, I, I just felt um, a, a kind of a bit of a disconnect from it. Like I wasn't getting that same hit. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because um, I just realized I was psychologically uh, using it to, to feel more productive in my life in some ways. You know, like uh, I play role-playing games, so there's just tasks and quests aplenty. And I would get done with playing six hours of a video game and be like, Oh man, I got so much stuff done and I got nothing, nothing done, done really. Yeah. And I think the reality that finally just said the just the distaste for that kind of uh, dissonance yeah. set in and I, and I, and I stopped kind of like playing for a while, but I have resumed playing Skyrim. Okay. And Oh my God, I can get off on that for like, yeah, like <laughs> I could ignore the shit out of my kids on that. <laughs> it's a good one skyrim nice 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 yeah my brother talks my brother talks about skyrim skyrim huh? yeah you know Mm -hmm. i think uh, it's skyrim when he starts talking video games i i he tends to turn into uh the the teachers from from charlie brown (laughs) and i'm like uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Cause like I'm so je- like as I do enjoy video games, but I'm so jealous when people start talking about them because I can't play them because m- my kids won't let me. Right. They're like, no, I want to watch Captain Underpants. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel kind of fortunate in that I missed the whole gaming thing, not because I wasn't I'm not of the age of it. Because when I was in high school was when the arcades were a big thing and going with yeah. your pocket full of quarters and playing Pac-Man and Defender. And those oh, are yeah. direct predecessors to everything that came out afterwards. Uh, Nintendo came out, my or not uh, Atari first. Atari first. Yeah, right. and one of my good friends had an Atari. We gathered around that thing for forever. And then another oh, yeah. friend got the Nintendo. We gathered around that for forever. But I never got one. Now, and I never wanted one because I could go play it other places, you know? Yeah. And I think that makes a difference because I think if I'd have gotten that thing, I'd have been, I'd be mainlining it now today still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, where's the PS5? I need to get that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but some good times. I mean, I remember having a lot of fun playing games with my friends around the, those four control, the four wired controllers to the Nintendo, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo was a yeah, game changer for consoles, as was Atari when it came out. There were a lot of weird knockoff, not knockoffs, but competitors. You guys yeah. remember ColecoVision? Oh, or yeah. Intellivision? Uh-huh. You don't remember? Yeah. <laughs> Matt's just a little younger. So <laughs> I, I have to ask, the, um, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, Javier? Um, I will turn 52 this year. Okay. Yeah, you're just a few years younger than me. I'm going to be 55 this year. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. We're similar. So. 
I'm close to that AARP membership age. And uh, talking about that, I the second I turned fifty, <laughs> it was like someone was banging on my door. Would you like to join AARP? Yeah. I turned fifty, and on November seventeenth, November eighteenth, I went to the mailbox, and there, the the card was in the mail. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> That's. But they do have good discounts, so. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm really excited about the senior citizen discounts. I'm like, give me. Whenever I go out with my mom, who's um, my mom, by the way, who's seventy, she's seventy four. My mother, and uh, I told her that this coming year, if she if she makes it, if she makes it to seventy five, I'm gonna throw her a party that's dinosaur themed, like a uh, mm, like yeah. a kid party with yeah. like all the dinosaurs and whatnot. But uh, she has like the 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 little um, handicap uh, mirror hanging thing. Oh right, yeah. And uh, and she she always no matter it never fails. Like we can be at McDonald's, and she'd be like, "You got a senior discount?" I'm like, "So not only not only when I go out, I enjoy it because it's like saving me money. Thanks, mom." But like. <laughs> Not only do does she give me a discount, but she lets me. Uh, she adds to my obesity yeah. and and laziness by letting me park right next to the entrance. <laughs> Love it. It's moms, oh, neighbors, mom. all of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of milestones, I became a grandpa for the first time. Yeah! Hey, congratulations! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, July twelfth. Uh, Monday, July twelfth, my daughter-in-law of the wife of my second son, Justin, uh, birthed uh, Milo Atticus. And Why not? Yeah, wow. yeah. So uh, that's a new thing for me. I love what? it. I like, like I love, I love when other people have babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I, I like because if, like, I just love it. It's just because, um. We talked about it before because yeah. uh, uh, you you imagine your heart being a bit like one size, yeah. and then and then like you have a baby, and then you're like, oh my gosh, my it heart is out. so full of love, right. and then then you have another baby, you get scared, and you're like, oh no, I don't know if there's enough room in my heart for more love, but then you know yeah. you realize your heart gets bigger, it, gets it makes bigger. it makes more room. It does. Yeah. And so it's like dumb. I imagine that the feeling of like granddadhood, yeah, so amazing, it and is. I get so excited for you, like. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is. It is. It is great, and it's uh, it's a little scary. You know, it's uh, yeah. A, but it's not that. It's not the same. For I mean, okay. I've been as speaking as an expert of two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same, is it? How is it different? Well, it's uh, main. I think mainly because well, a couple reasons. Number one, my they live in Virginia, so I haven't been able to see the the baby yet. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking at pictures just like everyone else. So there's a, a disconnect yeah. in that respect as well. Uh, but at the same time, it's like um, I I have I I'm I'm not even worried about like my sons that I have. I'm worried about still. I worry about them. I think about them. I want them to do good. Yeah. And no, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's like this new child is like a small disconnect. I just want to love him and 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 Ooh. you know just like mooch on him and spoil him rotten and and know he's going to be okay like there's a weird i don't even know how to describe it it's just that a, actually sounds quite lovely because the anxiety that normally goes along with like loving your kids yeah doesn't seem to necessarily be there quite as much yeah I, I don't think so you know uh, and 
there is something to be said about being able to visit and then you know going away because r- having kids and raising kids mm-hmm. is a muscle you know mm-hmm. when you're using it you're strong and when you get when you get out of practice and then you go back and you, you know like i've i've had the opportunity to to watch my grandnephew for several hours you know uh, when it's just him and I, and it's a different right. set of muscles. It's a different mindset. And I, whenever I got done, I was like, I'm beat. How do you guys yeah, do really this is. day in and day out? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am underqualified for my position <laughs> as a dad. <laughs> you know what? I think that's the reality we soon discover about, all dads like when yeah. we become dads i think you finally kind of like you kind of go up like you and your dad have maybe a moment where you're like you didn't know what you were doing did you and he's like nope you know like yeah. none of us really know what we're doing mm-hmm. we're all just trying to do the best we can and so like that realization is yeah a little jarring sometimes i think because mm-hmm. we do sometimes have this idea that our dads are like superhuman you know and they got it all under control but i do not have it under control (laughs) at all so my daughter should just dump that delusion right away yeah no i i get you 100 percent, and i agree with you there's there's no doubt about it i think though it's it is an interesting you know talking about milestones and of when you become a father and you realize in retrospect uh what your mom and dad what your parents did and right. are and still do and how you know what that feels like and and i was like oh man so now that i think about it you really didn't know what you're doing and you were struggling and you were thinking mm-hmm. this and you were thinking mm-hmm. that and it's a weird sort of uh you start looking at the same levels i think you know it's like you know it yeah. becomes more peer oriented right you certainly have more opportunity for uh compassion towards what they went through yeah on a much more like uh energetic direct energetic level because you're like you're going through it now so like you know okay this is what they were happening to them and they were having the same conflicts in their marriage or they were having the same stress at work and then they were dealing with little me and like you know and as i'm doing right now and yeah it's very um yeah it kind of gives gives you some opportunity to have some grace for yourself as well as for them yeah yeah it really does it really, really does. Michael, I have to ask you, what is yeah. going to be your preferred nomenclature? For, uh, uh, I am so glad you asked. <laughs> so I have alighted on Baloo. Oh, like a bear? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is such a great, cool name for Grandpa. Yeah. Baloo. I, 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 so cur- I concur. <laughs> that's a great that's a good one i like it are you you're definitely gonna have to sing the song with him right and yeah, sing yeah. Him up on the song yeah yeah uh is he gonna be your little mogli then i you hope so him, i'm sure uh, we'll find uh. out we'll find out but yeah i was uh when i found out originally i went online i was looking for uh i went to a website you know of grandpa names and they had all the normal ones you know grandpa and grandpa and then like the uh uh the ones like uh you know germans open op- you know opa and uh, Spanish is Tata and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. had like unusual ones or different ones. And one of the ones was actually Big Daddy, which I thought, oh, that'd be kind of cool. But I, yeah. I didn't want big, I don't want daddy in the name. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's like he has a daddy. Uh, and I, yes, I am his daddy's daddy, whatever. But I didn't, I didn't right. want that. And and then there's a couple one. One said Baboo. And then there was Baloo. And I was like, okay, Baloo the bear. 
I wake up slow. I scratch myself inappropriately sometimes. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of slow moving. That's fitting. It's, I think it kind of fits me all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my dad was called Pop Pop. Pop Pop, right. Pop Pop. Yeah. 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 I had a Tata and I had a uh, granddad. Right. Yeah. I had, mm-hmm. a, I had a granddad and a Papa. Not a pop pop. I think I w- if if and when I become a uh, a granddad, I would I would like to be called Dad Squared. <laughs> dad Squared. There you go. Yeah. 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 Like or Square Dad. Square Dad. Square Dad. I like that. Yeah, that's even better. That'd be good. Uh, I'll just be satisfied with my lord. <laughs> <laughs> my liege. Mm-hmm. That, that will be acceptable as well. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not sure we're gonna do any better than my lord. Uh, my lord, my lady. I don't think we can do better than that. <laughs> hey, Javier, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day and joining us, man. Yeah, of course. It's been uh, my pleasure. I've had so much fun with you guys. Yeah, it's good to see you, and uh, thank you for showing sharing your thoughts and experiences. And uh, we hope the our audience liked it. And if you did like it, say so on the pod. Uh, send us a comment or a message or something. Leave a comment. You can leave us a voice message. Yeah. You can, uh, you know, give us a thumbs up. Whatever whatever is good for you. So, Or you can completely ignore us. We're used to it. <laughs> so <laughs> for those of us, for those of you who are in town, Matt and I are returning to the stage August 6th and 7th yes. of 2021, yeah. which is, I think, two weeks from tomorrow for the grand re-reopening of Unscrewed Theater. Yes. So please come see us live. We'd love to uh, see you with our faces. And other than that, uh, keep tuning in every Monday. We'll keep uh, doing what we're doing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank uh, you. Javier, thanks again. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.